0: Bound Theatre presents *Sounds and Sweet Airs*, the complete works of William Shakespeare. *King John*, Act Two.
1: Who is it that hath warned us to the wolves? Tis France, for England.
2: England, for itself. You men of Angie and my
3: loving subjects. You loving men of Angers, Arthur's subjects. Our trumpet called you to this gentle parley. For our advantage,
2: therefore hear us first. These flags of France that are advanced here before the eye and prospect of your town have hither marched to your endamagement. The cannons have their bowels full of wrath, and ready-mounted are they to spit forth their iron indignation against your walls. All preparation for a bloody siege, all merciless proceeding by these French, confronts your city's eyes, your winking gates, and but for our approach those sleeping stones that as a waste doth girdle you about by the compulsion of their ordinance by this time from their fixed beds of lime, had been dishabited and wide havoc made for bloody power to rush upon your peace, but on the sight of us, your lawful king, who painfully with much expedient march have brought a counter-check before your gates, to save unscratched your city's threatened cheeks. Behold, the French amazed vouchsafe a parley, and now instead of bullets wrapped in fire to make a shaking fever in your walls, they shoot but calm words folded up in smoke to make a faithless error in your ears which trust accordingly kind citizens and let us in your king whose labored spirits for in this action of swift speed crave harborage
3: within your city walls when I have said make answer to us both lo in this right hand whose protection is most divinely vowed upon the right of him it holds stands young Plantagenet Son to the elder brother of this man, and king o'er him, and all he enjoys, for this downtrodden equity we tread. In warlike march upon these greens before your town, being no further enemy to you than the constraints of hospitable zeal, in the relief of this oppressed child religiously provokes, be pleased, then, to pay that duty which you truly owe to that owes it, namely this young prince, and then our arms, Like to a muzzled bear, save in aspect, hath all offence sealed up. Our cannon's malice vainly shall be spent against the invulnerable clouds of heaven. And with a blessed and unvexed retire, with unhacked swords and helmets all unbruised, we will bear home with that lusty blood again. Which here we came to spout against your town, and leave your children, wives, and you in peace. But if you fondly pass our proffered offer... "'Tis not the rounder of our old-faced walls "'can hide you from our messengers of war, "'though all these English and their discipline "'were harboured in their rude circumference. "'Then tell us, "'shall your city call us lord "'in that behalf which we have challenged it, "'or shall we give the signal to our rage "'and stalk in blood to our
1: possession?' "'In brief, we are the King of England's subjects. "'For him and in his reign we hold this town.' "'Acknowledge then the King and let me in.' "'That can we not.' But he that proves the king, to him will we prove loyal. Till that time have we rammed up our gates against the world. Doth not the crown of England prove the king?
2: And if not that, I bring you witnesses. Twice fifteen thousand hearts of England's breed.
4: Bastards and elves. To verify our title with their lives.
3: As many and as well-born bloods as those.
4: Some
1: bastards too. Stand in his face to contradict his claim. Till you compound whose right is worthiest. We, for the worthiest, hold the right from both. Then God forgive the sin of all those souls, that to their everlasting residence,
2: before the dew of evening fall, shall fleet in dreadful trial of our kingdom's king. Amen.
4: Amen. Mount Chevalier, to arms. Saint George, that swinged the dragon, and e'er since sits on his horseback at mine hostess's door, teach us some fence. Sirah? Right, home at your den, sirrah, with your lioness. I would set an ox head to your lion's hide and make a monster of you. Peace, no more. Oh, tremble, for you hear the lion roar.
2: Up higher to the plain. I will set forth in best appointment all our regiments.
4: Speed then, to take advantage of the field.
3: It shall be so. And at the other hill, command the rest to stand. God and our right. <laughs>
5: of Angy, open wide your gates, and let young Arthur, Duke of Britannia, in, who by the hand of France this day hath made much work for tears in the many an English mother, whose sons lie scattered on the bleeding ground, coldly embracing the discoloured earth. And victory, with little loss, doth play upon the dancing banners of the French who are at hand triumphantly displayed to enter conquerors and to proclaim Arthur of Britannia, England's king and yours.
0: Rejoice, you men of Angiers, ring your bells. King John, your king and England's doth approach. Commander of this hot, malicious day, their armours that marched hence so silver-bright, hither return all guilt with Frenchmen's blood. Open your gates and give the victors way.
1: Both are alike, and both alike we like. One must prove greatest. While they weigh so even, we hold our town for neither, yet for both. France, hast thou yet more blood to cast away? Say, shall
2: the current of our right run on?
3: England, thou hast not saved one drop of blood in this hot trial. More than we of France. Rather, lost more. And by this hand, I swear that sways the earth this climate o'erlooks before we will lay down our just-born arms, we'll put thee down. Against whom these arms we bear, or add a royal number to the dead. Gracing the scroll that tells of this war's loss, with slaughter coupled to the name of kings.
4: Ha! Majesty, how high thy glory towers, when the rich blood of kings is set on fire. Ah, now doth death line his dead chaps with steel. The swords of soldiers are his teeth, his fangs. And now he feasts, mousing the flesh of men in undetermined differences of kings. Whose party do the townsmen yet admit?
3: Speak, citizens,
1: for England. Who's your king? The King of England, when we know the king.
3: Know him in us, that here hold up his right. In us,
2: that are our own great deputy, and bear possession of our person here.
1: Lord of our presence, Angie, and of you. A greater power than we denies all this, and till it be undoubted, we do lock our former scruple in our string-barred gates, King of our fears, until our fears resolved, he by some certain king purged and deposed.
4: By heaven, these scrolls of Angers flout you kings, and stand securely on their battlements as in a theatre they gape and point at your industrious scenes and acts of death. Your royal presence be ruled by me. Do like the mutinies of Jerusalem, be friends a while and both conjointly bend your sharpest deeds of malice on this town. By east and west let France and England mount their battering cannon charge to the mouths till their soul-fearing clamours have brawled down the flinty ribs of this contemptuous city. I'd play incessantly upon these jades, even till unfenced desolation leave them as naked as the vulgar air. That done, dissever your united strengths and part your mingled colours once again. Turn face to face and bloody point to point, then in a moment, fortune shall cull forth out of one side her happy minion, to whom in favour she shall give the day and kiss him with a glorious victory. How like you this wild council, mighty states? Smacks it not something of the policy?
2: Now, by the sky that hangs above our heads, I like it well. France, shall we knit our powers and lay this even to the ground? Then after, fight who shall be
4: king of it? And if thou hast the mettle of a king, being wronged as we are by this peevish town, turn thou the mouth of thy artillery, as we will ours, against these saucy walls. And when that we have dashed them to the ground, why then defy each other and pell-mell make work upon ourselves for heaven or hell? Let it be so. Say, where will you assault? We from the west will send destruction into the city's bosom.
3: I from the north. Our thunder from the south shall rain their drift with bullets on this town. O
4: prudent discipline, from north to south, Austria and France shoot in each other's mouth. I'll stir them to it. Come, away, away.
6: Hear me, great kings. Vouch safe a while to stay, and I shall show you peace and fair face. league. Win you, this city, without stroke or wound. Rescue those breathing lives to die in beds that here come sacrifices for the field. Preserve a knot, but hear me, mighty kings.
2: Speak on with favour. We are bent to hear.
6: That daughter there of Spain, the Lady Blanche, is niece to England... Look upon the years of Louis the Dauphin and that lovely maid. If lusty love should go in the quest of beauty, where should he find it fairer than in blanche? If zealous love should go in search of virtue, where should he find it purer than in blanche? If love ambitious sought a match of birth, whose veins bound richer blood than Lady Blanche? Such is she in beauty, virtue, birth. Is the young Dauphin every way complete? If not complete of, say he is not she. And she again wants nothing to name once, If once it be not that she is not he. If he is the part of a blessed man Left to be finished by such as she. And she a fair divided excellence Whose fullness of perfection lies in him. Oh, two such silver currents, when they join, do glorify the banks that bound them in. And two such shores to two such streams made one, two such controlling bounds shall you be. Kings to these two princes, if you marry them. This union shall do more than battery can to our fast-closed gates.
0: Son, list to this conjunction, make this match. Give with our niece a dowry large enough, for by this knot thou shalt so surely tie thy now unsured assurance to the crown, that yon green boy shall have no sun to ripe the bloom that promiseth a mighty fruit. I see a yielding in the looks of France. Mark how they whisper, urge them while their souls are capable of this ambition, lest zeal now melted by the windy breath of soft petitions, pity and remorse, cool and congeal again to what it was.
3: Speak, England first, that hath been forward first, to speak unto this city. What say you? If that the Dauphin there,
2: thy princely son, can in this book of beauty read, I love, her dowry shall weigh equal with a queen. For Anjou and Fair Torin, Maine, what the air, and all that we upon this side of the sea, except this city now by us besieged, find liable to our crown and dignity, shall gild her bridal bed and make her rich in titles, honours, and promotions, as she in beauty, education, blood,
3: holds hand with any princess of the world. What sayest thou, boy? Look in the lady's face.
5: I do, my lord and in her eye I find a wonder or a wondrous miracle. The shadow of myself formed in her eye, which being but the shadow of your son becomes a sun and makes your son a shadow. I do protest I never loved myself, till now, infixed, I beheld myself drawn in the flattering table of her eye.
0: My uncle's will in this respect is mine. If he sees aught in you that makes him like, that anything he sees which moves his liking, I can with ease translate it to my will, or if he will, to speak more properly. I will enforce it easily to my love. Further, I will not flatter you, my lord, that all I see in you is worthy love. Than this, than nothing do I see in you. Though church thoughts themselves should be in your judge, that I can find should merit any hate.
2: What say these young ones? What say you, my niece?
0: That she is bound in honour still to do what you in wisdom still vouchsafe to say.
2: Speak then, Prince Dauphin. Can you love this lady?
5: Nay, ask me if I can refrain from love, for I do love her most unfeignedly.
2: Philip of France, if thou be pleased with all, Command thy son and daughter to join hands. It likes us well.
3: Young princes, close your hands. And your lips too, for I am well assured that I did so when I was first assured. Now, citizens of Angers, open your gates. Let in that amnesty which you have made for at St. Mary's Chapel presently, the rites of marriage shall be solemnized. Is not the Lady Constance in this group? I know she is not. For this match made up, her presence would have interrupted much. Where is she and her son? Tell me. Who knows?
5: She is sad and passionate at your highness's tent.
3: And by my faith, this league that we have made will give her sadness very little cure. Rather of England, how may we contend this widow lady? In her right we came, which we, God knows, have turned another way to our own vantage.
2: We will heal up all. For we'll create young Arthur, Duke of Bretagne and Earl of Richmond. And this rich fair town we make him lord of. Call the Lady Constance. Some speedy messenger bid her repair to our solemnity. I trust we shall, if not fill up the measure of her will, yet in some measure satisfy her so that we shall stop her exclamation. Go we, as well as haste will suffer us, to this
4: unlooked-for, unprepared pomp." Mad world, mad kings, mad composition. John, to stop Arthur's title in the whole, hath willingly departed with a part. And France, whose armour conscience buckled on, whom zeal and charity brought to the field, as God's own soldier rounded in the ear with that same purpose-changer, that sly devil, that broker that still breaks the pate of faith, that daily break vow, he that wins of all, of kings, of beggars, old men, young men, maids, who... Having no external thing to lose, but the word made, cheats the poor made of that. That smooth-faced gentleman, tickling commodity, commodity, the bias of the world, the world who, of itself, is pised well, made to run even upon even ground, till this advantage, this vile-drawing bias, this sway of motion, this commodity, makes it take head from all indifferency, from all direction, purpose, course, intent. And this same bias, this commodity, this board, this broker, this all-changing word, clapped on the outward eye of fickle France, hath drawn him from his own determined aid, from a resolved and honourable war, to a most base and vile concluded peace. And why rail I on this commodity? But, for because he hath not wooed me yet, not that I have the power to clutch my hand when his fair angels would salute my palm, but for my hand, as unattempted yet, like a poor beggar, raileth on the rich. Well, whilst I am a beggar, I will rail and say there is no sin but to be rich. And being rich, my virtue then shall be to say there is no vice but beggary since kings break faith upon commodity. Gain, be my lord, for I will worship thee.
0: King John was written by William Shakespeare. It starred T.J. Lee as John, Christopher Courtney as the Bastard, Mimi Brown as Louis, Andrew Faber as Philip, Mary Hall as Eleanor, Hannah Rogers as Blanche, Jack Knight as Hubert, Amber Kendrick as Austria, and Gareth Johnson as The Citizen. Title music was by DreamCabe, additional music by Epidemic Sound, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound.